Then by the word of Captain Harrigan, ye shall be keelhauled slowly midship, and ye shall be under no less than a minute, and by no more than ten. Tell old Wellbone Pilk we send our regards. <laughs> Folks, welcome back to the rigging, racing, lizard lashing, poop swabbing shebanga that is this podcast. Joining me, Patrick, your GM, is the hard scrabbling, deck dabbing, poop plunging crew of the show. And that is the crew of the Wormwood, Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, what was the second thing you used to describe this episode? I I was a little bit concerned about that one. Lizard lashing? Well, we got some lizard lashing in last time. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought thought that you said that. I just wanted to make sure. I guess uh, lizard sapping, uh, or salamander sapping. You got a lot of saps in. How are you all shebanging tonight? Well, I just want to say it just occurred to me since we were talking right before recording about how the ship has a dragon head at the helm that mm, the, um, the Wormwood is W-Y-R-M, not W-O-R-M in is Wormwood. It? <laughs> is it not? I don't, I don't know. So. <laughs> I mean, oh. in, in the in the company, like in the actual company that makes like dice trays and towers and boards. Yeah, it's W-Y-R-M. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, didn't you yeah. just say that we're the Wormwood crew? No, that is the name of this pirate vessel. But it, but it's not W Y R M, shouldn't it be? <laughs> it should be. I mean, <laughs> it could be, but it, it could also be wormwood. It also depends on how intelligent. Worms. <laughs> it yeah, like it depends on how intelligent the person who commissioned the, the vessel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a oh, typo. I mean, but, but there's like, but there's like, there's like the real plant called wormwood, which is W O R M, right? I get, I can sure, confirm. but this has a dragon head. So. Oh, that's that's also true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can confirm it is W O R M. Like so, like they're building the ship, and it's like, okay, so you want a dragon, you want a worm on the bowsprit. Well, a dragon and a worm are very different things. That's true. That's true. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, everyone, stop. No, We're not no. playing the game anymore. We're talking about worms, dragons, and lizards. Oh, please, no, please, no. Oh, goodness. There's so few in this. Uh, uh, I want to get back to the action. Uh, I, I had an entire day's worth of adventure prepped for episode one, but uh, the, the rigging bit went a little <laughs> long. I didn't know that there would be combat, but there was. So we got to we gotta get back into it uh, by quickly recapping the events of episode one. And that saw you guys press ganged into the crew of the Wormwood, W-O-R-M, <laughs> into the service on this crew by the filthy pirate Master Scourge with his, his whip. And you got to meet the Captain Barnabas Harrigan and his lisping first mate, Mr. Plug. 
And I think if memory serves, there was some rope climbing. Alaris, uh, Rebecca's PC, became the newest rigger on the top sails. She I did pers- not have much competition, to be honest. <laughs> yes, I, I then proceeded to, to beat the tar out of Honto, Seth's character. And what else? Oh, Candoso uh, became the new chef's assistant. Mm-hmm. I'm a chef. sous chef. Yes. <laughs> Uh, does that all sound familiar? It's all flooding back to you guys. Uh, yep. Seth, how, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, just waiting, just waiting to see what happens. You know, you just gotta do that sometimes. How many pirates can you take on yourself? The answer, Apparently the answer is less, less than three. Less than five, or however many you started attacking <laughs> you, including <laughs> Itchy Toe Greg, who we named last week. I'm I'm they, I'm coming I'm coming for him, Patrick. Oh boy. Oh. They almost beat Honto into a fossil fuel. <laughs> Not old enough yet, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, are you laughing at your own joke? What is happening? No, that's <laughs> reaction. Was so, <laughs> yeah, it <was> reaction. <laughs> okay, good. Because it sounded like you made a joke and then immediately. <laughs> they don't. They don't get to laughing. see. They don't get to see our faces. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I was trying hard not to laugh, but it was. If someone wants to go back and clip this later, you can. But this is <laughs> primarily audio podcasting. No. Um, right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Honto unconscious here. I'm sorry, Seth. Uh, you might, <laughs> there might be some, uh, an extended period of time you don't get to play. Sir, uh, not appearing on this episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, someone does come up to to the rest of you and, and kind of looks over Honto tied to the main mast. Uh, unconscious and introduces himself. It's it's this it's a it's a, a jaunty young lad covered in tattoos, some odd carved bone jewelry uh, around his neck, and he says, "Hello, my name's Jack Scrimshaw, and carving's me game. Pleasure to meet you, folk." Jack Scrimshaw in the flesh. Oh, that's me. This is what he looks like. Here's here's some uh, some art we found online. <laughs> Loop for Jack Scrimshaw, but he is indeed a boy of about twelve. Carving, you say? What what kinds of things do you carve? Oh, just about anything you can think up. Uh, I carves me up ivory and teeth and bones. You name it. I'll I'll carve up any old squiffer as well. It tries to shank me in the night. Pulls out a, you- a a very sharp, an impossibly sharp uh, blade from his his belt and kind of stabs at the air. Kendoso uh, claps politely. Oh, thank ye! <laughs> I came about this ship same as you all. And if you got any questions, old Jack's sharp as a tack and get, get you any info you lack. And if you have a hate any copper uh, or some scratch to spare, that is, I'll, I'll give you your answers. I will. I, I don't have any hate pennies. Oh, well, but- yeah. I that would be that would be right nice except for the one problem is that we are flat broke. <laughs> oh, I can see that. And 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 flat out of friends it looks like he kind of like points to Honto on the the ground. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He took I, a beating and a half for the rest of ye. I but he's got a fair constitution to him. I'm sure he'll be fine. You just you just hear you just hear Honto go what from off screen. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll have a concussion. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's take a look around the main mast here, around this uh, the the top deck, and I can point some things out to you. Honto, you are are tied up, unconscious, right on the main mast here in the middle of the ship, and you see uh, the rest of you uh, that he is tied up beneath a very macabre brass and copper clock. 
depicting worms writhing through a whale's corpse, kind of hanging right above this whipping post. Uh, it seems to not only keep time, um, but um, is like, you know, you're starting into the workday. It'll be uh, chiming, chiming in and out. Oh, wormwood. Mm, yes, like worms. I think we figured that out earlier. <laughs> uh, off to the side here on this uh, uh, mid-deck, there's a, a large wooden box bound in iron uh, sitting just beneath the bridge. Uh, the sweat box, Jack Scrimshaw kind of points out to you, is used to torment sailors. And uh, if yes, if you indeed perhaps have multiple infractions, you get thrown in there and, you know, maybe you live, maybe you don't. God, I can't remember who in... There's a fun fact about the in hook with Robin Williams, who mm. the the pirate that got thrown in the boom in the boo box was a, a woman, and mm. I can't remember who it was. Um, Glenn Close, Keenan yeah. Davis. I, I remember that very well. She wait, is. Was it, wait, was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go back and, and check it out. She is a chameleon. <laughs> yeah. Right. You see a number of pirates up swabbing the fore deck, and. Uh, you guys can, um, as Jack is kind of showing you around, see the ship's bowsprit is indeed a huge rearing dragon, not a worm. <laughs> and above the, the poop deck where the, the captain was given his little speech last episode, hanging from the mizzen mast, you see the corpse rotting in the, the sun in a, a small metal cage. And above it, a beautiful plumed parrot with, with blue feathers and uh, some highlights of yellow and red on its breast. Kendoso, as you're you're looking up at that cage here, uh, you know, it, it flashes and you, and you see a familiar face on the, the corpse here, that of, of a, a sibling. Just for an instance, before it kind of blinks out and you go back and just see this barren, bloated, mummified face. Oh. The bird seems to be eyeing you from, from up there on this cage, you know, like about 50 feet away. Um, and Jack Scrimshaw like sees you looking up at it, and he's like, uh, "I'm like li I'm licking my lips." Now that's old poor Harmack Gruff. Captain Eddie cheated in a dice game, but more than likely, he just beat old Air again and did it on a bad day to boot. Been dead here for a season. His bird pluck won't leave his side though. Oh, oh, I see this. The that you're you're talking about the man in the cage. Yes, I Harmack Gruff, not the bird. <laughs> no, that's pluck. Pluck. Some says that. That, that bird had a magic bond with Grofty dead. Now it'll only come down for a, perhaps a scrap of bread, but he won't let none of us touch him. I'm a bit surprised that he's even been allowed to live for this long. Why, all plucky never hurt anyone he did. No, but he could be tasty. Well, that's kind of gross. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm like already making notes for like, for like the next week's meal. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like parents do and like. <laughs> do you want to see if you can call him down? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can, see if I can woo this bird. Oh, you know for a fact that is a nature skill roll, which I'm Ooh. pretty sure you are trained in, but you can also, uh, as a druid, you have special abilities for talking with animals, right? Um, I'm talking wild empathy. Frantic Googling. <laughs> Frantic Googling. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw it in your character sheet. Uh, do you remember what that is? Uh, it has been a little... <laughs> bit of time since I, since I, I, read that. I don't know uh, if, yeah. uh, I don't know if I, all druids get it or not or if it's, if it's a feat that, but it allows exactly you what I was checking yeah it uh, allows you to use diplomacy uh, instead of nature to 
you know, work with animals. Yeah. So it, it's up to you. I'm, I'm sure. Do you have both diplomacy and uh, nature trained? Um, actually, I don't have any diplomacy. So okay. I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll just do a little nature. But I'm just sort of like, hmm. I'm just like, sort of like brushing off my shoulder, making sure it's like <laughs> dust free, showing him how, how, how little bird poop there is on my shoulder. Uh, so make me that roll first. Roll this episode. Oh, oh my, oh my goodness. <laughs> Nineteen on the dice. Yeah, this is this is a hard one. This is DT, DC uh, twenty to get him down, but. Um, I don't know. There, there's just something about you. Away with those animals. Uh, it will come down eventually, and uh, it seems very sad. It's a very stringy bird. Doesn't look like it is well-fed, nor would be good eats. I apologize. Okay. Uh, as Scrimshaw Jack said, it's it's been up there for some time. Hmm. I wish I had a little a little food for it, but I'll just give it a little scritch, a little scritch behind the old ear holes. Uh, scr- scrim trial Jack will we'll pull out, you know, some crumbs of uh, hardtack or something, like a little piece of cracker, okay. and hand it to you and says, Oi, that's that's a, a good bird. Yeah, there you are, Pluck. Yeah, stick a stick this uh, little hardtack cracker up and up up at uh, Pluck. Let him nibble away. <laughs> Ew. Uh, great, great. Um, is there anything else real quick that you'd like to do up here as you're you're getting shown around before it's time to get to work as a pirate? Um, I know it's not nighttime, so the stars aren't out, but are there any features, any way that I could sort of like, sort of no direction or something like that? You mean that classic uh, Pathfinder spell, no direction, as well as the name of the, the podcast and uh, in, in stream? Uh, uh, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. I think that will be survival or knowledge nature to kind of get your bearings here. Okay, let's see here. And, well, a 10. So. You can see just some um, some coastline to, to the south at this point. Uh, whether that's an island or the mainland, you're, you're unsure. But it does seem like you're sailing uh, fairly easily, you can tell, southwest. Okay. So if you did indeed have been just uh, going straight from Port Peril, then yeah, you're, you're headed into the shackles, into the islands of the shackles oh. from from that heading. Okay. Uh, excuse me, Jack. Mm-hmm. Oh, oi, yeah, that's me. Do you happen to know where we be heading? Where does where does this vessel happen to make birth? Oh, oi, uh, arrogant ain't tell nobody his thoughts until we're there. The captain. I- doesn't even share it with his 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 voice mate. He don't. I, I was a little worried he was that kind of a man. Boy, yeah, it's 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 cloak and dagger secrecy when when we're on the hunt. But more than likely, you'll you'll know uh, the captain's why why he's out hunting. He is. Aye, but do be the pirate way. <laughs> I I should say so, Governor. <laughs> Scrimshaw Jack. It's actually out. It's actually not quite Governor, but. It is Captain. Not nobody's asked. Where where is this kid from? What? Where, where, where aren't I from? That's the question. I've been all over. <laughs> Pretty sure this is uh, it's an Absalom accent. It is. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys are ready for six APs worth of Scrimshaw Jack. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's on you like glue. Let's get into the section of this AP called A Pirate's Life where we're going to be talking about your guys' job in order here. Uh, first, still 
up in the rigging, maybe uh, meeting some of the other riggers here is Alaris. Somehow. Yeah, the strongest character (laughs) here. With the least strength, somehow, is the rigger. Well, I will say there are tasks that you will have that... Uh, we'll use acrobatics. So it's funny that the main climbing task is, is, you know, was strength-based. But um, there are six different tasks, you know, throughout the week that you like cycle through. We're not gonna we're not gonna do every single day on the podcast because it will get a little old. I think we might roll for some between weeks here. But for this day, we're gonna go through the first one. Uh, roll d6 for me, and you have a, a random tasks to accomplish before the the last spell. All right, that's a two. Okay, this is pretty simple stuff. It's called line work. Hard hoisting and uh, raising and lowering of the sails. Now, there is a couple of checks you can make here to do this. One is a flat dexterity check. So just a d20 plus your dexterity, which I imagine is pretty good for, mm-hmm. for your character. Or a lore check, lore sailing or sailor check. Um, Definitely don't have that. Both are pretty easy at a DC 10. So All right, ahead. I go will ahead. do a straight dex roll. Yep, I think you could do that from your character sheet if you just... Wow, oh. nailed oh it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> 10. Needed every ounce of dexterity. <laughs> oh, needed that, needed that. Uh, good, good, yes. So it is tough going as you've never done this before, but you you're like looking at... There's like a, a jaunty gnome doing the same kind of work and not even uh, maybe like uh, three quarters your weight, but is like really putting their back into it. And similarly, not using strength, using, you know, kind of leverage and things like that to to raise these sails. Uh, that is enough. And uh, but it is very it's, it's strenuous work over the, the first few hours it starts to get very tiring. Uh, you're up there in the sun. There's a great breeze when you're in the, the sails, obviously. <laughs> but it does tire you out, potentially, to the point where uh, you start taking some some negative effects. Whether or not that happens on day one here is going to be a constitution check. DC 10 con check. See if you are able to uh, to resist. Whew, this is 17. Okay, so you are not fatigued at the end of the shift. Tired, but no no negative effects. And we'll, we'll get back to you as you're, you're doing that because there's other stuff you can do while you're, you're working. We'll talk about that in a minute, but let's go down to, oh, our next PC, <laughs> Candoso, who is uh, brought down below deck to the... What is it called? Like not, not the canteen, but the, the galley. galley? Yeah. yeah, that's that's what they calls them. And we're going down on the map here whoop, to this area. I'll reveal some of that. Mm-hmm. You see where I have revealed on the map? Uh, yeah. So indeed brought down below deck to where you guys were being held originally, brought through a door past a very dark corner of the ship where there's no light. And uh, Scrimshaw Jack says, uh, oh, this is... Ambrose Croup, uh, the ship's cook. I'll leave you to it then, governor. Uh, yeah, as you uh, walk into this extremely messy galley with all kinds of ingredients just open, there's like a, a few smaller creatures like scrabbling through, maybe some sacks of meal in the back. 
Uh, you find on the ground, slowly snoozing, is a, a very large, large gutted human man. And this is what he looks like. Oh, I'll show this to, to everybody here. If you want to go down a few levels here. You got, you guys, you guys seeing Croup? Yes. <laughs> what, what was his name again? <laughs> Ambrose Croup, but around these parts, he's called Fish Guts. Ah, that's what I, I remember. Mm-hmm. It was very unfortunate when it when it was uh, said by Fifth our, Guts. Yeah, the list situation. <laughs> yes, uh, his art in the AP is detic- depicted with a a huge uh, bottle of rum and a chicken on his shoulder like a parrot, which I I just love. <laughs> but he is he is brilliant, flat, unconscious right now. Um, and whether or not he can be roused uh, <laughs> from the slumber is, is up to you. Go ahead and, and roll me a D100, Jabert. <laughs> see if Candoso can uh, can wake him. All right, let's a see D100? Here. A 17. Oh, no, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, Jabert? <laughs> Candoso has been uh, promoted to main chef for the entire ship of pirates. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I'm... This is fine. I don't... I don't need uh, any hand. I've got my own two hands, and I cook dinner for myself all the time. This is fine. <laughs> and also, uh, we don't really get to meet Ambrose right now. He's, he's asleep. He's like... <laughs> so, roll me a, a d6, and we'll, we'll see what the cook's mate, a.k.a. now the head chef's, role is for today uh i got a six or sorry a five five <laughs> oh boy uh, <laughs> i don't like that chuckle um it's an uh, ominous chuckle indeed this is a ridiculous one for what we've got but it looks like there is already something cooked uh for for today's meal so you're kind of getting out of of that one <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is a like a huge i mean we're talking about like a cauldron on on a, a small um, metal stove here that looks like it is like boiling and has been for some time. And as you lean in and take a, a whiff, it seems like a gumbo of perhaps just about every single extra thing that they've they've had on the ship. Um, the, you see all kinds of you know bones and, and things that have floated to the top. It is a a a p e a a pea green <laughs> color and has the smell of. Of definitely some vegetables that has have gone off, um, but uh, yeah, you you smell it, and you know besides maybe some salt and pepper, it uh, it seems good to go. But as you're investigating, there's a, a looming dark shadow behind you as Abrus Croup drunkenly in his slumber stands up and kind of like grabs you on the shoulder. He's like, hey, hey, you you must be the new chef mate. Look at this guy! Who are you? How are you? Ah, Ambrose Croup, I presume. (laughs) It's it's Fishguts. Oh, Mr. Fishguts. Oh, it is such a pleasure to meet you. This is, um, I cannot wait to learn from a chef of your esteem. Look at what you have made. Oh, oh, you can wait, certainly. (laughs) Let's, Let's have a drink. Ooh, we get uh, extra rations of the the good stuff down here to cook with. Wink. Is this how <laughs> is this how you uh, you cook so well? 
No, this is where the inspiration comes from, me boy. Then we have to drink right now. Oh, drink away. Uh, he proceeds to get you drunk. That is... <laughs> that is what you've rolled is is called bull session, Jbert, and you have to drink with the cook and listen to hours of stories about <laughs> being a pirate chef. So is that a will save? It's, 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 a consti- <laughs> no, it's a constitution save followed by a will save. Oh, we'll, we'll get to drinking rules later. You know there are some for this. But uh, before we do that, we will cut back to the top deck where Tyler's Cassius, your character, is is getting instruction from Jack Scrimshaw, who is also a swab in the the swab jobs, and uh, he like looks it's just a swab job, swab jobs, you know, swab, swab job. job. Yeah, he looks back at uh, at your your friend Honto and is like, "Oh, is he gonna be all right? I I don't think he slept well. Best to let him nap. All righty, uh, Honto. It's at this point that uh, you are coaxed." back to consciousness by a lily sweet voice whispering in your ear. Um, perhaps you were maybe too far gone down the, the consciousness rabbit hole to uh, to be dreaming. It was it was a, a dark, uh, dreamless KO <laughs> that, that right. you had last week. But uh, yeah, just drawing you forth, it, it, it sounds a, a human voice um, very, very delicately in your in your ear just whispering, uh, no time, no time to rest up and at him. You have work to do. Uh, roll a, roll a D10 for me. Am I a video game protagonist? Let's see here. Uh, hey, listen. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. Get up, you <laughs> lazy butt. Hey, what's, hey, what's my job on the ship, Patrick? I'm very curious. Uh, <laughs> I've rolled a nine. <laughs> uh, okay, so believe it or not, Wow, this is way too much. Uh, I'm just getting through converting some characters' classes, and this is a a spell called Heal, which is which is kind of I mean, it's very different from Heal and Pathfinder First Edition. Mm-hmm. But um, at a range of thirty feet, you are healed seventeen hit points <laughs> by by someone or something here on the ship, and are are back to consciousness. Interesting. And it's maybe like um, that's actually, almost that's almost all of my hit points. Give me a perception check. I will gladly roll a perception check. When you when you get back. Ah uh, yes, gotta I have to look over to the other side of the sheet. Still getting used to that. <laughs> that's a very low perception. Check. I rolled pitifully. Yeah, no, it takes you a while to to get your your eyes open and look around. And there's a lot of activity around you. People uh, swabbing the deck. Mm-hmm. You're not sure where this this came from. This um, you can tell, you know, the the bruises and and maybe some of the, uh, the <laughs> dents in your your scales have magically healed up, and you feel feel pretty good to go. And it's only about ten minutes uh, later that Master Scourge uh, sees you doing uh, very well while tied up to the ship, and, and says, uh, "I will deal with you later." But back to work now. And if there's any more mutiny on on this here wormwood, well, we'll just throw you overboard, feed you to the sharks. Uh, so you've got your quote unquote freedom back, and indeed um, are put to work alongside Cassius. So both of you are swabs. Uh, you will both have the same. Actually, no. Why don't you both roll a d6, and, and we'll we'll go through a couple of swab duties for the day. If you if you roll, you know, the same, it'll be the one thing, but 
He said duty. Duty on the poop deck. <laughs> We've got a four and a five, so different tasks here. Uh, Cassius, the job you've got is <laughs> probably the one <laughs> that they should give to the huge lizard folk. Hauling rope and not work. This is super duper, you know, probably one of the most tiring things you can do on this ship as the, the knots we're talking about and the rope is like two inches across. You're, you're moving hundreds of pounds of it at a time, uh, coiling it, storing it, tying new knots across the, the ship's um, deck here. Uh, this is indeed going to be a DC 10 lore sailing check or a strength check to to accomplish well. That's a 21 on lore sailing. Oh, is this Goodness. one you're, you're trained in? It is one that I'm trained in. That makes a good amount of sense. So you've been around these parts maybe a while since you you, you were crewing the, the, the rope hauling, but uh, that is good. So uh, Master Scourge uh, it looks at you very peculiarly with uh, with one eye. Uh, doesn't think you can perhaps do it in the, those fancy clothes, but you surprise him. Um, let's go on to Seth. Honto is... Honto has the job of being a runner in, in today. Uh, so moving around the different crew, pass along messages and, you know, maybe one of the officers like Master Scourge has you go down and, and give a job to another pirate and they have to go down and work the bilges and and uh, vice versa. So this is climbing up and down the different decks of the ship multiple times throughout the day and uh, doing so quickly without falling over. Uh, this is going to be a DC-10 acrobatics check or a constitution check to, to keep up the pace of being sent all over mm. what are we thinking um, well first off i was thinking about character motivation <laughs> uh, and uh you think think you'll you'll take some work from these pirates i think uh he would be hesitant at first and maybe give them a little bit of pause but he's going to in the back of his mind use this as an opportunity to maybe kind of figure out the layout of the ship a little bit maybe plan an escape route in the future if 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 possible yeah so i will I will stop you there because there are uh, different ship actions that you can take during the day uh, mm -hmm. and sp specifically daytime ship actions. One mm -hmm. of them is shirk your duties. You get a little bit of negative on the, the skill roll, but it allows you to add a bonus to say a perception check. If you want to look for secret mm. areas of the ship or sure. um, if you want to, make a diplomacy check to to talk to someone about you know how does how does a guy unpress gang uh, deep, sure. depress gang themselves <laughs> depress gang um oh, the depressed gang uh so you said it's going to be a straight constitution check or an acrobatic skill check yes okay i'm going to go with the acrobatics we've got a higher modifier there uh but i would like to try to get that bonus i would like to shirk my responsibility Sure. I was going to give everyone else the option after the fact, but... You, you seem like a shirk. <laughs> so you, you, it's a shirk bet. Oh, no, edit that one out. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the... <laughs> we're going to roll the acrobatics check now. Ooh, okay. Um, mm -hmm. so, again, a low roll, but uh, the result yeah. is... Good. 13, and is that, that does not include the negative 2, but that is just enough with a Oof. DC 10. Uh, okay. Both Honto and Cassius, uh, you guys 
have all picked some pretty hard work except for Kento, so he's just drinking in the, the below decks here. Uh, so uh, both of you uh, give me a constitution. Uh, DC 10. See if you are tired after day's work. This will not go well. Oh, Cassius and, and myself? Correct. Is this constitution or fortitude? Um, constitution check. Oof. That's rough. Hey, we're tired together. Yeah, look at that. It is it is hard work here. Yeah, and that is going to give you the fatigued condition by the, I mean, this is like 10 hours of, of running around the ship, hauling, tying knots, those kind of things. And you move from mid-morning to, uh, you know, twilight here on the ship. And um, the the other ship actions you guys can take as you're, you're talking with your your fellow crew is um, you can try and make friends. We can try and meet some more of this. I'm telling you, this ship is full of pirate NPCs. You can try uh, to, to find out some, some information in the future. If you're, you are fatigued from the previous day's work, you can just dedicate yourself to working diligently on a task. It gives you plus four to the, the, the day's job. Um, if you want to, shirk like Honto did that gives you a little bit of bonus on other skills and makes it a little bit harder to complete the task and there's a couple others but in, in, um, one of which is if you know you have the time you can try and sneak around the ship and, and find out some uh, some more areas um, kind of get the lay of the land or you know I mean there's a, a million things you can do on this pirate ship if you just want to steal from every other pirate on board you can if uh if you want to see, try and take a quick nap midday, you'll probably get beaten if they find you, but I'm sure we can work that into one of these uh, abilities. So um, let's go back to Rebecca, to Alaris. Do you want to talk to some of the other uh, riggers? Yeah, I think uh, she would probably try to meet some other people. She's interested in pirates and meeting more pirates and see what pirate life is like. But also, I think she would be trying to figure out what is the mission? Like, what is the captain really after? What is he hunting after? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And see if she can figure that out by talking to some people. So we're just going to, for for one action, talk uh, talk to one person. And based on their character art... Uh, feel free. I'm gonna throw some more, some more pirates in here. Uh, feel free to talk to whoever you'd like. Uh, just about everyone right now, save Ijito Greg, Jack Scrimshaw, uh, Ambrose Croup. Those those people we already know um, has a name. And uh, once you talk to them, I'll I'll play them, and we'll we'll figure it out. If you talk to one of these uh, multiple pirates that have the same art, like Ichito Greg, guess what? You get to name that pirate. Okay, great. Um, Do at least I, one of those a week. I think Alaris would be drawn to the lady with the short hair and the eye patch. Short hair and the eye patch. You want to show me who? <laughs> There's a lot of. It's, yeah, it's right like, here. Over. <laughs> uh, great. Yes, short hair and eye patch. Um, and she is. She doesn't seem to have a job per se. She goes around and talks to a lot of the what looks like pretty important pirates on this ship. And so this this action that you can take here is an influence check to, to try and uh, make friends, I guess, first. Diplomacy in Pathfinder 2nd Edition works extremely similarly to Pathfinder 1st Edition and I believe Starfinder. So you're trying to kind of 
change their mood. She is very icy and kind of unresponsive as you begin speaking with her. But she will, at the very least, uh, let you know. Uh, I mean, feel free to introduce yourself. What is, what is Laris Darkwood coming down from the rigging, you know, taking like a, a ladle of water break, uh, say to this person? Uh. If she's icy and unresponsive, I would check for breathing first. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think she would try to feign, uh, you know, friendliness. Like she knows what she's what she's doing. She's used to being on a pirate ship, even though that's not true. Um, and would uh, just say like, um, "How's it going? I'm I'm Alaris. I, I don't think I've seen you around before." No, you have not. You just were brought aboard the ship. I saw, and I. I've been in the last twenty four hours. You know. Did you hear what Captain Barnabas said about not talking to him? Well, that goes doubly for me. I'm perhaps you don't know because you are due here, but I am the captain's cabin girl. I am right there with him in bed when he needs it. The name's Kalki Tarun, and you shan't need talk to me anymore. To make myself clear, Alaris. You do, but surely that gets a little lonely only talking to the captain. Perhaps. Oh, if you want to make a, a high up friend, this is indeed an officer technically on the ship. Kalki Tarun is starting off, I think, hostile. I've, I've labeled everyone here I, with uh, with some symbols on the ship. I have I have a potential thing for that. Oh. So as a noble, my background is noble. So I have courtly graces where if mm. I can pretend to be a, a noble and impress a noble, would this count as a noble if she's an officer? Um, no. But I believe Conky Tarun might come from a fairly well-established kind of uh, line of, of pirates here. She's a sneaky one, This uh, maybe the Tarun gang. Uh, I'll give you a... Uh, I mean, she might have aspirations to being a very important pirate. But finding actual noble pirates it's going to be a little iffy in this campaign, but uh, I think she would fit the bill as, uh, like I said, having aspirations. So uh, feel free to to use that bonus. Okay, so that means that I can use society to make an impression on a noble, mm -hmm. or I can impersonate to pretend to be a noble if I'm not one. So instead of diplomacy, using your society, society. skill. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, which would be a better bonus for me. Um, so, uh, okay, uh, do I just roll? Uh, please do. All right. And th this will you know, be for a while of work. Ooh, three on the dice for a nine. That's not good. Ooh, you got a hero point? Let's just toss that out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing yet uh, in that neighborhood, but I will say you have picked someone, uh, and you'll, you'll see this symbol on a lot of the pirates here on the ship. This uh, what looks like a little broken skull. Uh, she is hostile towards you, and that does not assuage uh, her rage at you talking to her. Uh, she'll kind of give you give you a hand and move off and talk to one of the other officers. She, you've not cracked her armor, as it were. But there's always we, next time. We we we're, we're we're finding out more folks, finding out some more people. Uh, let's go. Uh, technically, you might get away from drinking a little bit, Candoso. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, rummaging around in another small room, troop uh, behind the the deck here, it, and, and coming out every every once in a while is a uh, a female orc on this this mid deck. If you want to talk to them, 
uh, you're you're one of the few people that uh, maybe gets to see her. Uh, if you want to go up to the top deck and, and meet a pirate as well, you can. Uh, I'm going to introduce myself to this strapping woman. <laughs> okay. We, uh, if you guys want to take a look back down in the galley. Uh, she Keep will... the fish in your pants, Candoso. <laughs> Uh, she will introduce herself as Grok, a half orc uh, woman, uh, fairly stringy. looks Looks like she's got scars of of several, uh, perhaps altercations. Uh, I'm gonna offer her. I'm gonna offer her some of my rum. Uh, well, you want to drink with me? Oh yes, yes. We're uh, I. My companion has uh, taken a little bit of a, a a nap, and I am in need of a companion to continue the festivities of the day. <laughs> well, uh, that's nice. The name is Grok. Cutthroat Grok, they call me here. And I'm in charge of all the the ship's loot and gear. Ah, that is a, that is a powerful position on this ship, methinks. Indeed. Grok controls the booty. Have you, <laughs> have you heard of the booty? Ah, <laughs> uh, hang on one second. Ah. Uh, Let's see. Knowledge C. Knowledge to knowledge to booty. <laughs> I've not heard of this land, but I'm sure it is beautiful. Ah, yes. It has many beautiful things. Uh, you you see behind her in in this, uh, this small room off of the galley, your spear, uh, which was taken from you, as well as what looks like a, a sack full of, of different weapons and multiple locked chests and, and things like that. Uh, she looks like she is actively sorting through your uh, stolen armor and equipment as you speak to her. <laughs> oh, hmm. Some of that looks familiar. Yeah, this the new booty. <laughs> oh, 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 no, I, I, I understand now. I, I, uh, wonderful. Well, Ms. Grok, it has been a true pleasure uh, meeting you oh? this day. Oh, has it? Uh, do you want to rock some diplomacy to uh, to make friends with perhaps one of the most important people on the ship? I'm going to try. I'm going to warn you, I have a plus zero to this, but... No, it's okay. Just roll booty control. Ooh, yeah, right. Where's my, where's my booty control skill? So her symbol, and you'll see this on a few people as well, is a little broken heart. Uh, that She's not hostile initially to you guys, but she is unfriendly. I see, as, I see. As per the diplomacy skill, uh, can I give a, can I give myself guidance on this role? Uh, yeah, you, you're speaking to her long enough. Okay, all right. So I'm just gonna give myself a little plus one. Here we go. Ooh, eleven. Don't think that's enough. Let me double check. Double or triple check. Why not? Even I was just looking at skills. I don't know why I'm not on Archive of Nethys. It's so easy to find Ish. second edition rules here. Should be there all the time. You as opposed to. Yeah, as opposed to flipping through this massive book or a huge PDF. The the core rule book is like 600 pages. This show brought to you by Archives of Nethys. Yeah. Yeah. And the control F function. Uh, so it's so it's so raucous to to move the starting attitude of an unfriendly character. It is 20 plus the creature's chaw modifier. So it's wow, it's a hard one. But like I said, if you do want to 
slack off in the the future, shirk your work, and like spend a long time talking to her, mm-hmm. uh, you get a, a significant bonus on that. I see. I see. I will say that. Uh, I mean, even if you if I had given you that plus ten bonus, that wouldn't have been enough right now, but it mm-hmm. potentially will in the future. Okay. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I will. Uh, raise the raise my tankard to her as I hear croup start to stir in the other room, and I return to drinking with uh, Ambrose. Dude, she's a good one. That cutthroat grog. He gets me all kinds of stuff that I need. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, a little forgetful, not too bright, but she's very keen. <laughs> too bright. <laughs> She's she's a smart orc. Uh, right. Let's go on to who wants to go first, Cassius or Honto? Doing your your duties for the day. Uh, I think Honto probably has some uh, some agenda, so I will go. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm not going to derail nothing. All right. I understand. Uh, every episode's a fight with Honto. I think uh, Cassius would. <laughs> Cassius at this point just wants to endear himself to all people. Uh doesn't even have to be turning them to be friendly. It's just like, they just know me would be awesome. Patrick, I would like to find a group of them. Is there a group like that's just hanging out, chatting? Uh, I mean, there's groups of people swabbing, including a number of pirates that uh, went to attack you and also beat the tar out of Honto, uh, led by their, their fearless leader who's gotten bruised and battered himself. Ichito Greg. Do you want to meet some go. of Ichito Greg's uh, lackeys? Sure. I'll uh, I'll come up to them and open it up with, uh, seem like you know your way around beating down a lizard folk. Ahoy, we do! Hi, hi. You thumped him good. Those greenskins, they know how to fight. They are. They're, they're a, a mean uh, peoples with claws and scratch. I, I have not seen muscles on an individual of that size in many, many a, many a day. We'll have a bit of sport with him. Maybe after we take on a fancy lad like yourself. Oh, look at these clothes. Aye, aye, aye. Yes, my, my clothes do stand out apart, but perhaps, perhaps I can interest you in, in a tale of how I came about these, these clothes themselves. Oh, that sounds awful, but we ain't got no other form of entertainment while we work. Go ahead and tell your, your stories. Paint us a picture, if you will. I, I think that I can do. Pr- brace yourself, lads. This story be as tumultuous as the winds that rock around the eye of Abendigo. <laughs> I'll tell you what's a rock. Me pantaloons from this body ah! tale. Aye, <laughs> aye. Uh, gross. Yeah. Gross pirate stuff. Uh, uh you want to try and make a little friend? Yeah. Why not? Okay. I've made one pilot, uh, pirate here, not. Uh, hostile and in, instead just unfriendly. I don't know if that was a uh, oversight on my part, but uh, go ahead and um, and make me a diplomacy check. Would that be diplomacy? I guess diplomacy perform. Uh, they're both three, so it doesn't matter. Diplomacy. Cool. Twenty-three. Is that okay? That is enough to not only take him from hostile to indifferent. Uh, or unfriendly to indifferent, I believe is is the role here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not only that, you get to name this pirate yeah. Tyler. Oh goodness gracious, what have I done? Oh, oh no! What's what's his name? 
I wasn't. I should have. Uh, I should have been. You know he what? Had a whole I, week to make some. Up. I had. I had a whole week. You know what? I have a bottle of rum here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's see if there's not something on this uh, bottle of rum. <laughs> His name's forty oh, percent oh, proof. Okay. His name is uh, Bon Bonnet. Bon Bonnet. Bon Bonnet. It's B O N B O N N E T. I'm drinking a. Uh, double-aged plantation rum. Uh, it is sh- <laughs> in its description. It says that this rum is shipped to Chateau de Bonbonnet, uh, France, to be further mature in small Ferrand barrels. All so, right. Uh, maybe this guy comes from a, a long line of uh, rum distillers. <laughs> <laughs> One second. So that's going to take him, like I said, from unfriendly to indifferent. Even itchy toe? No. <laughs> Sorry. Is is working on just one of them. Dang it, I was I wanted to get a group. Uh, and the indifferent one is these three little leaves. Um, the the oh, parts okay. of the three little leaves. So I'm going to change that. Technically just for you, but you guys, believe it or not, as a party, are going to kind of influence different pirates uh, as a group. Uh, awesome. Honto, on to you, running all over the ship all day long, tiring yourself out, getting fatigued here. Um, I'm the first guy I see. I don't. I'm joking. (laughs) Would you indeed like to talk to someone or do you want to just take a peek around? Look around the ship. I think he would deliberately uh, take his time during certain actions and uh, uh, as long as he is, as far as he knows, aware that nobody is watching him, he will be taking note of different features of the ship and trying to memorize it. Um, great. So make me a perception check. And like I said, you get a plus 10 bonus. That's and pretty hefty. So almost a guarantee. Wow. Wow, dude. You could, there was one number you couldn't roll. One number. Uh, one. So on I, I rolled test. a, I rolled a, I rolled a one. Um, it is still a 16. I'm yeah, that's true. Nowhere in the way of failing this, um, I that will was a say. prime moment for like a critical success. You know, you know that would have been great. You know, like, oh. Uh, that's what I was hoping. <laughs> uh, so maybe going around the, the mid deck here, I will also reveal to you the, the, like the crew deck where there are just tons and tons of hammocks and lockers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is this, this bottom one here. And there's still steps going down. Mm. Um, which you see a couple pirates coming up out of uh, just like soaked and uh, in sweat and seawater uh, that is going down to the bilge. Uh, but with that role, you sense maybe you hear or smell. Uh, you think you're alone down here on the, the mid deck where you guys started from um, where you, you, you rose to consciousness uh, mm-hmm. In that morning, you sense behind some of these boxes here to the north, there is there's like a rattling of chains and what sounds like uh, someone uh, kind of like moving around back there. If you like take a, a peek through the boxes, you, you'd have to move a lot of them, get them out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there, there does seem to be a, a hulking figure there in, in the darkness. A hulking figure, you say? Yeah, huge maybe seven foot tall. Mm, that's more of a large size category. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, but uh, huge to be kind of hunkered down behind these boxes and can't make out a whole lot of this figure save for a, a pitch black skin uh, and kind of like feathers 
um, popping off shoulders and the, the back of a, a humanoid neck, white feathers, as well as a, a chain around like a thick, bulging, muscly neck. Do do I have enough of a visual to, to, to make some sort of discerning check as to what this being might be? Oh, you can make me a... Uh, if you have an appropriate lore check or perhaps nature to figure it out. I have nature. You're like peeking through some boxes right now. So you're only getting like a, a, a little brief preview. Uh, make me make me a check and see if you can figure it out. Let's see. Let's see if I can roll above a one. There's there's 19 other numbers on the die. Hey. Whoa, you found the other side. I found the other side. Uh, natural 20 on this. I'm going to not only explain exactly what you're, you're seeing here. I'm going to show you the art. Oh, okay. It is a human mm. that you you see behind these boxes, tarred and feathered, oh. uh, naked save for like a, a small scrap of leather tied around their their waist. It is a you know chained up a fairly feral looking guy who seems as he he like senses you behind the boxes, turns around and is just gnawing on what looks like some kind of huge disgusting rat. Hmm. All right. Um, is he like uh, fastened to something? Yeah, he seems to be uh, uh, tied to the wall here, tethered by the chain. Hmm. I see. Does this look like a chain I could break? Uh, probably not. No. Really? Uh, yes. I mean, it, it's pretty thick. It's this guy is taller than you, and perhaps even a little more muscly. But, what uh, if I entered the stance of the chain breaker? That's, and that's, <laughs> that's not a stance I have. I'm <laughs> Khaleesi, you are the, you yeah, are the chain breaker lizard. <laughs> I know this um, is a dragon boat, but that doesn't make you breaker of chains. I will because you, I have never seen a Game of Thrones. <laughs> you have rolled so well. I will have uh, Jack Scrimshaw, who seems to be doing like a very similar task to you. Uh, besides swabbing, he might be passing some notes this day. He comes down and says, Oi! Uh, you, you, you don't want to go near there. He's a he's a right tough one, that is, and not all there in the head. <laughs> I think Hondo would take a moment to size this this kid up. I don't think he's been introduced to this kid. Oh, Maybe. we haven't been introduced, have we? The name's Jack Scrimshaw. Carvin's my game. Scrimshaw's the name. And you got the stuffing beat out of you. You did? I, I saw it with my own two eyes. Do you have something for me to do? No, no not, not in, in so much. I just thought I... I introduce myself to you. I would. Uh, uh, that that there is uh, is one of Plug's um, little pet projects. A uh, man by the name of Owlbear Hotshorn. He's a he's a, a fairly feral type. You don't want to get close to him because he's he's a biter. You see, he bites people. <laughs> Scrimshaw gets a very slow blink. Hunter just looks over at this owlbear individual, back at Scrimshaw, and then just kind of walks off. <laughs> I mean, I, you look like a biter too, but I don't want you to each to bite each other. No response. Bye, the name Scrimshaw Jack. <laughs> AKA Jack Scrimshaw. It works either way. You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> That's a marketing technique. You got to use the name three times so they don't forget it. <laughs> Scrimshaw Jack, Scrimshaw Jack, Scrimshaw Jack. He's in the mirror behind you. <laughs> 
Um, it's one of those one of those like camera shots in a movie where like they're 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 looking in the mirror in the medicine cabinet mirror and then they close it and then he's in the reflection behind them. <laughs> okay, um, your guys's first day goes fairly well. Um, after you you've been assigned jobs, you've gotten your your work, and at a the chiming uh, this this gross clock on the the main mast. Uh, you're everyone's kind of brought up on the the top deck for um, for drinks, uh, perhaps given some slop from the the galley. Candoso uh, before everyone else is fed. Um, uh, Cocky Tarun, the 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 cabin girl, comes down and uh, sees like nothing is is like ready to be handed out, and it's like I'm here for the officers' food. Do you not have it ready and set aside? Uh yes, and I. Just sort of dunk my tanker down in the stew, and I say, <gasps> and I'm sort of looking over at Croot out of the corner of my eye. Oh, he's like, passed out. He's gone. He's like, uh, Filthy drunk! You can't be a drinking as much as as old fish guts, or they'll throw you both off the ship. Mm. She like starts pulling down some uh, some you know, like huge cups from uh, from one of the shelves. Maybe takes her tailcoat and, and cleans out a few of them that are, are fairly disgusting and starts uh, filling up the the plates after she uh, takes a huge ladle and uh, drinks a, a full spoonful of, uh, of soup herself. Mm. This is disgustingly awful. You should be ashamed of yourself. I will probably wretch this up later. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My compliments to the chef. <laughs> Uh, and she'll she'll disappear. Oh boy! As you guys wrap up your tasks for the day, and that bell is rung, the sun begins to set over the horizon. You see the sky light up in, in orange and, and purplish pink hues. The the rest of the pirates in old Ichito Greg's uh, little entourage uh, from below deck pull up a a man. Uh, covered in wounds, kind of soaking wet, seems to have been tied up down in the the bilges, and uh, they bring him over to the the side of the ship and, and start wrapping ropes around him. And of course, to explain what is happening, Jack Scrimshaw sidles up next to you. <laughs> the four of you can kind of like gather together, and and he's explaining to the newbies. He's like, "Oh, that's old Jake Magpie. Well, the bully rook got himself right buggered." Got caught with his whole hand in the pie, stealing out the quartermaster's store l- night before last. Uh, th- this isn't going to be pretty. You might want to turn away. This is probably going to be a key hauling, isn't it? Oi. Mr. Plug steps forward on the, the poop deck and says, you know, calling down to Jake. Do you, Jake, here and now, before the captain and crew of the Wormwood, freely admit to your crime and thievery and lawfulness intent against your fellow thipmates. Uh, this beaten and broken man just nods his head. Then by the word of Captain Harrigan, ye shall be keelhauled slowly mid-thip, and ye shall be under no less than a minute, and by no more than ten. Jake, tell old well-boned pilk we send our regards. <laughs> there is uproarious laughter from the pirate crew as he is slowly lowered against the the side of the ship uh, as the rope appears on the the opposite side um, and kind of tied around him um, and he is slowly meticulously dragged against the the 
the side of the ship until he is submerged underwater. And uh, you can hear screaming for just a moment before, I mean, he's he's under <laughs> underwater. And then the, the uproarious laughter and jeers from the, the pirate crew that have all hunkered to each side of, of the ship to, to watch him. Uh, make me a perception check. Uh, if you guys want to get to the, the edge of the ship, you can as well. Ooh, ooh some good ones here. Oh boy, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have wasted all these great perceptions. Uh, just about everyone, save Cassius, can see uh, there are a number of pirates that are involved in this keel hauling, which is what it is. It's like a one-way tug of war. So a rope is tied around like the entirety of the ship with old Jake Magpie in the center. But what you guys notice is one of these pirates uh, coming down from the poop deck himself is indeed Mr. Plug, who seems to be in particular tugging at this rope as the unfortunate uh, Jake Magpie is dragged under the ship for 12 rounds. And he has a wide devilish smile on his uh, on his face, enjoying it more than any of the others tugging at these ropes. And what appears on the other side a minute later is cut to shreds and dead. Uh, Jake perhaps perished maybe even halfway through the, the keel hauling as he was scraped against the barnacles and the, the rest of the wood underneath the ship and drowned. Uh, you guys can see as they bring his body up, uh, just a wreck. But if anyone is trained in, in medicine, um, you have a chance to kind of tell what's happened to him. Uh, go ahead and make me a check. Anyone or? Yeah, anyone trained in medicine. Got a, another one of my infamous ones. for. Oh, oh no. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> wow, those, those perception rolls wasted. One, I think- three, four... I think I think I'm learning something. I think the idea mm-hmm. is is if you're playing in a game that Patrick is running, don't play any kind of lizard because you're gonna roll like garbage. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> aye, that's true. Two ones in this episode so far. Uh, you are not sure exactly how much damage he took, but you all are certain if your cute hold keel hold even at this point if you could hold your breath for that long, say like a aquatic af- affinity lizard folk, just the damage of the keel hauling would be enough to uh, to kill you. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, you, you see uh, poor Jack Scrimshaw kind of go over and uh, uh, he produces from uh, his pocket as they're getting ready to toss him overboard a, uh, a copper piece kind of cut in half, two, two haypenny coppers and puts them on Jake's eyelids. And, uh, and, and you see him, like, say goodbye and, like, pat him on the shoulder. And then he's tossed overboard. Uh, you can already tell that it does not last long as there are a number of creatures following the ship after this keel hauling. The blood in the water bringing them out from the depths. Sharks and razor-sharp, you know, uh, tooth fish obliterate this, this body. I think... Cassius would turn to his three friends and look at them and say, you know, there'd be, there'd be a bit of wisdom amongst pirates about how well you know you're in good hands with the captain. It's by how clean the underside of a ship be. You see, the underside of a ship that be clean be fast. The underside of a ship that be barnacle-filled does more damage. It means the captain best be best be able to get caught. It sounds like someone knows their way around captaining a ship. There is a, a sweet voice behind you, uh, walking down from the the foredeck as you 
or you know, I mean, you guys can look. You can see the the bloody pulp of uh, what used to be a man uh, being a torn apart in the water here. And this is this pirate here. She's talking to you now. Uh, wearing a, a jaunty cap. It is a uh, a description. Uh, crowned with a mane of fiery red locks beneath a elaborate tricorner hat. Uh, this this pirate kind of smiles with uh, uh, both her eyes and uh, a very easy grin, kind of holding indeed a uh, a lit pipe here in in twilight. She she looks over at the the scene taking place in the water here and says, uh, "May ye find your way to calm seas and shores combed with gold, sailor. May she look after you in the deep below." Uh, Is her voice familiar at all? You make me another perception check. And we'll do that thing that you said. Ha-ha! <laughs> a 20 this time. A little bit better. Uh, it is indeed very familiar, as this was that voice you heard when you woke up from your savage GM beating. <laughs> really unfair. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think Hanto will give her kind of a purposeful look and uh, try and discern how she feels about the situation. Feeling better, are ye, lizard folk? He pauses and he just says, Hanto. The name is Sendara Quinn. It's a pleasure to meet ye. Uh, I speak for Besmara, queen of the pirates and, and goddess of the shackles. I might have said a, a little prayer in your direction. You all were brought aboard and, well, she's a, a fickle mistress, Besmara. She answered both in, in kindness and in lashes for your your lot. Uh, I wasn't able to s- stop him from, from handing out that beaten to you, sir. But uh, it did prove fortuitous as it was a... a quite a distraction. You, you cause quite a stir. We don't see many with, with that much fight in them. Take on four of the crew. He just nods his head. Well, you see, sometimes the quartermaster, Cutthroat Grok, she's a bit forgetful. She doesn't always lock up uh, the door when there's a, a fight going on up upstairs she wants to see before it gets uh, gets to the beaten and, and gets gets the beaten stuff out of them. So I managed to shuffle my way down there and and find some of, of your tack, some of your, your gear that they brought you in with and managed to sneak some out for you. Now why in Besmara's name did you do something so kind? Well, as I said, uh, we all need to, um, those of us who worship the goddess, uh, look out for one another. Our crewmates are our family. Treat them, treat them as ye be treated yourself. And I was in your position once and, and someone was kind enough to do me the same. So I'm passing it along. I had a number of items here that uh, she would have pulled out, but I think some of you already have them. Alaris's hand crossbow and your sextant, uh, Cassius. If you have another light item, um, she can she can pull that out for you as well. I've got a ton of light items. I'm, uh, I live off of light items. Seth, she can pull the, the gold, um, whatever leftover gold you had on you or the, the necklace that you had, um, either or. And she, She's just passing them out. Uh, Candoso, I didn't see a lot on your character sheet, so there's like a water skin. <laughs> Maybe like a bedroll or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, what water skin's good. I'll just fill it up with, uh, with soup. Because sometimes I get thirsty and sometimes I get hungry. Pick up one of Candoso's soup skins. <laughs> uh, what do you think she would have grabbed? Do you think she would have grabbed the money or the necklace? Um, I, I mean, we get 50-50 if you want. It's, it's either or. Okay. Um, because the reaction is, is much different depending. If it's the necklace, then that's something that he'd, he'd be much more grateful for. It is. It is the necklace. So I've rolled low on a D10 here. Well, uh, there we go. She, you know, saw you, uh, all of you unconscious as you were, you're brought in and, uh, 
maybe was part of the the crew that helped disarm you in the the first place and the cutthroat rock you know just threw all your stuff in a sack but uh she either palmed the necklace out or like as she said as you guys were fighting on the top deck and and climbing in the ropes which uh which was a spectacle for the rest of the crew she she snuck down here and, and grabbed it so feel free to uh-huh. add one of those guys back to your your inventory i'll take my thieves tools back oh that's fairly useful uh <laughs> she she does a spy though your your golden sextant uh which you maybe have tucked into your pants or what have you but uh she'll say uh uh, it was Cassius, is it not? Uh, you you know what this is, right? This this treasure you carry. Uh, Cassius kind of squints at her and goes, "I yes." I'm not even going to roll <laughs> sense motive. I, I don't believe you do. Uh, this sextant is one of the Black Lady's treasure hoard. It it is a relic, it is without value. <laughs> Listen to me. You cannot wear this uh, for any to see. I mean. It is made of gold, just that alone. Aye, aye, that's why it was talked into massage. <laughs> but uh, there there are folks here on the ship that would, would make your pockets a little lighter if they saw it like I did. Uh, it is uh, an item of immense religious import in the Church of Besmora. The, the, the sextant of sundries, as it's called, uh, is said to be able to help locate lost items, maybe find a needle in a haystack or a wandering star in the night sky. And that's why I have it. And it, and it took quite a fast hand to store it away before my brand new family would have taken it from me. Anyway, I trust that uh, I trust you can keep a little secret to ourselves. She could be a big old wink. And, uh, and, and sh- you know, she'll ask you if you are, you know, are, are you uh, a devotee? Do you worship our, our black lady? I'm about as much as a devotee is. I can tell you one thing. I seek one of the black ladies' old artifacts. I am beyond the sextant. I a very peculiar and specific, acts. <laughs> a very peculiar and specific artifact. I throw, I throw word and coin to Mara's way when I believe it be needed. Well, whatever you seek, uh, so long as you worship the pirate queen, it it said those of following her footsteps. We'll, we'll see your signs everywhere. Perhaps you're, you're you're due for a minor boon, Our Lady of Chaos, Cassius. I saw you trying to help your, your friend Honto here, but uh, I've been trying to follow her signs all my life. If she's given you that blessing, then hopefully she'll give me one here soon. We crew, we, we, we crew low on the, the mainmast order. I've, I've got to look after one another. As I said, we're all aboard the same ship, the Lady, our goddess, watching over us. But that... That shan't be enough. We need to look out for each other's backs here. I think uh, at this point, uh, Hanto has finished uh, re-adorning himself with his necklace. And if anybody is watching, they'll see that his long snout is pointed towards Mr. Plug. And he just says very flatly, uh, is anyone else around this group right now? Or is it just kind of... Uh, I mean, I've kind of got it. Uh, you, you all arrayed on the, the map here. And there's, you know, large groups kind of eating together mm-hmm. as they're uh, taking... Some, I guess some pirates probably take their, their meals down to their, their bunks as well. But uh, mm-hmm. there's already some uh, some small groups eaten up here. Gotcha. Well, uh, with his snout pointed at Mr. Plug, they can hear him say, I will kill that. And then he looks at Ichito Greg and says, and that. What What about Bon Bonnet? <laughs> he beat you up too. <laughs> oh, got oh no. Is this going to be our dramatic tension? <laughs> Is it going to come down to this? Uh, if 
Cassius probably hears that and he goes, uh, Onto of you, if you're going to be trying to kill part of the crew, I can only suggest that you take something from the quartermaster and put it in their bunk and then have them find it. Then we get to watch them kill all at least. He Why a weapon? That's something you could do. <laughs> uh, right, so as you all uh, can can get some sustenance, you're probably famished after a day of work here. Uh, <laughs> you're brought up and, and formed into a queue to be given uh, a hay pint, a half pint of rum that everyone is required to drink here at dusk. Uh, extremely strong. It is a fortified spirit uh, brewed perhaps on the on the ship um, as well as on shore. And it is, it is strong stuff that you are expected to drink. Uh, Master Scourge is kind of like peering at, at folks um, uh, making sure that they are are washing down their their dinner with it. Uh, fairly normal for for this to be given out. Um, everyone's gonna get to drink here or do whatever you want with this rum uh, here at dusk. Just about every single night. Jabert, I'm I'm so excited. Candoso gets to have two portions of rum rations. Hooray! <laughs> and it it does have some effects here. Uh, is everyone okay uh, drinking their their portion? Is it Wish I could sense to... motive on the rum. <laughs> They've already got us here. They're not knocking us out again. Sense, sense motive on snacks. <laughs> well, is... I will. I will say, Alaris would probably turn to Kendoso, and knowing that he had been working in the kitchen, and and just make sure that uh, he trusted the rum before she takes a drink. Mm. <laughs> oh, he looks like he trusted the rum. Well, yeah. <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I trusted the rum, all right. I'm good. <laughs> Jabert, hey, I'm trusting me. I'm really good friends with this rum. <laughs> uh, Jabert, make me a fortitude save first. Okay. Eight. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Three wow. on the dice. Uh, yes. So uh, you're you've been drinking it all day and you're feeling pretty good. You have a, a plus four alchemical bonus to your charisma. And uh, this does leave you a little inebriated for the rest of the night. You are fatigued, <laughs> including whatever we do on here uh, after, if you guys have dinner. That is that is your portion number one. Uh, why doesn't everyone give me a fortitude save now if you are drinking the rum? What, what would it be to together? try and like slide a hand that somewhere else? Uh, great question. That is a thievery skill check okay. or sl- sleight of hand, uh, rather. Uh, there is, I don't think they have There that isn't anymore. a sleight of hand. Yeah, I think that's thievery oh. these days. Yes, the, yes. Oh, then I am. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at first edition. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think Cassius would uh, try to thievery the rum into like a water skin or something else, somewhere, something, something else, somewhere else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is indeed under thievery. Fifteen. Uh, that is enough. Uh, you can just kind of like make it look like you peed your pants or tip it into a barrel, whatever you want to do. I'd say pee yeah, your I, pants. I think Alaris would do the same. No, no, um, I. I dip it into Condoso's pants. I make it look like Condoso's <laughs> pants. That's believable. believable. I on know, because he's wasted. <laughs> Joke's on you. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else peed my life. pants. <laughs> Help me. Everyone's peeing my pants tonight. Um. So Alaris, too, would try to uh, get rid of it somehow, water a plant or something. You can um, also water- just give it to Condoso to drink. That's yeah, that's an idea. Um, 
Maybe not a great idea. I think that Alaris would be very hesitant to drink anything considering what happened last time they all got drunk. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and make me make me that check. It's a 23. Whoa. Oh my god. You guys have way too you're way too trained in thievery. Okay. Uh what <laughs> about Honto? So um I remember last time uh this situation arose, uh, we were given a chance to try and discern some sort of effect or maybe some sort of poison that was mm-hmm. in the drink. Um, would it be possible to sample it and see if I can try and detect something like that? Or is it? Yeah. So a nature roll or uh, if you have an appropriate lore skill, lore brewmaster or. <laughs> I have nature and medicine. They both give me the same bonus. Yeah. So. Go ahead and ro- roll nature and I can. Yep. There we go. Bad roll. There we go. They're back. <laughs> They're back. Oh, five on the. Or three on the dice. Three on the dice, giving me an eight. Oh, boy. Yeah, the only thing that you can tell, really, of this is it is it is like a fortified rum. It is mm-hmm. uh, a little bit stronger than what you'd probably get. Uh, you do see some members of the crew just, like, tipping it into uh, their tankards of, of water and enjoying it for, like, you know, hours on end. Um, but, yeah, it, it's the strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I, I, uh, unable to deter, discern uh, any kind of poison or anything, I guess I would just drink it then. Okay, go ahead and give me a fortitude save. That's much better. It, it's pretty easy one, so I think at this point we're just looking for ones. Uh, what'd you get on the dice? Uh, on the die, uh, I got a 13, uh, but that results in a 20 for my fortitude save. Ooh, uh, so that is a success. Um I should say, besides fatigued uh, Jabert after this first drinking, you also have a new status that you are uh, drained, drained too, technically, from from this drink. So it's given you, you know, you're a little less healthy, you're a little less stable on your feet, basically a negative two um, until you until you rest up for some some skills and, and things like that. And I think it also decreases your hit points by by two. Uh, hmm. while you're drunk. Um, that's that's good. We've been rolling a little too high. It's time to rain those rolls in. Well, let's see. Uh, is Candoso okay having the second um, <laughs> the second serving of rum? So I rolled a 15 for that. I went ahead and just dove right on in. <laughs> yeah! Yeah. And just gulped it on down. Oh, right. So your first one was an eight. This one, so it's a little negative, but you're you're still you're still fine. Uh, I, I don't know if I, that might take you to drain the three <laughs> as well, but um, uh, you are indeed uh, silly with <laughs> with uh, with rum. So am I to understand that I've suffered no ill effects? Uh, n- no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll also give you. It's a D four uh, plus three to your charisma uh, basically until you rest up and you'll also hmm. be drained and or fatigued. Um, once again, I'm converting some rules here from first edition. This rum has some negatives and some positives. If you get in a fight, you're a little unstable on your, your feet in the evening after drinking it. But if you want to, uh, and uh, you have some hours before you have to like hit the hay here, um, do some nighttime activities, that charisma bonus will give you a little little boost to some of them. Sure. Um, yeah, indeed, as you guys uh, settle in, um, if uh, there's a number of nighttime activities you can do, one of them is just go to bed early, and that will automatically remove any fatigued condition that you've gotten throughout the day because you've, you're, you're, you've been drunk. Um, there's a, you know, 
obviously you can try and talk to some of your your fellow pirates again, try and uh, influence them and, and make friends. There is a whole section of the lower decks after hours where they turn on some lanterns. There's gambling and storytelling and things of that nature. And that would be the entertain nighttime ship action. And this is where multiple people, Tyler, you can kind of regale with a performance uh, check. If, if you're wanting to. It's a little difficult while people are, you know, working during the day, but at night, yeah. night there is. Um, Sure. If you want to make one of those, you can right now. Some of these checks, like I said, will probably be taking off air as I'm not going to potentially (laughs) make you roll for every single pirate on the ship every episode. Uh, But make me a performance check and and tell tell us what how you're entertaining some of these rough and rowdy pirates. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Okay, at twelve, so I would say an average uh, an average deal, perhaps just uh, over some. Over some, I guess he can't gamble. He has no, he has no, he has nothing to gamble with yet. But maybe he's got a golden sextant that's incalculable. Oh, yeah. Let's just slam that down. Like, uh, <laughs> do you guys like see how any... this big thing of gold? Yeah, <laughs> melt uh, this down. Uh, no, I think he would just, you know, tell a tall tale mm-hmm. of just, a uh, of pirates daring do and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we've had a lot of. Besmara themed things, so perhaps a Besmara theme. Okay, twelve on the the dice here. We'll, we'll we'll talk about what that means as well. But um, uh, yeah, uh, the rest of you. Is there anything specific you want to do? Do you want to just talk to some some other pirates and make some influence checks? Do you want to skulk around the ship, do something? Uh, I'm going to take advantage of my sweet sweet charisma bonus mm-hmm. to uh, uh, yeah, just try to chat up chat up some. Some new friend. New who do, friend. Who do you want to meet here? Can't do so. Uh, anytime anybody says Z. Uh oh, you know I'm you know I'm going for this fool over here with the big sweet hat oh, and the eye patch. Oh yeah. Over here on the left hand side of the boat. Oh yes. Uh Before. the the gnome with the jaunty cap, uh multiple feathers sticking out of a wide brim cap, uh, a a cur- curly Q black mustache, fine clothes, almost finer than your friend Cassius's, as well as uh, an eye patch over one eye. Uh, what, what do you say to him to introduce yourself? <clears throat> I say, boy, you folks like the strong stuff, huh? Oh, he's he's got his mug in, in front of him and is uh, taking healthy gulps as he's uh, eyeing some of the women folk here on the ship and says, oh, we indeed... Uh, the name is Conchabar Shortstone. Uh, uh, welcome to the, the Wormwood. <laughs> Hello, Conchabar. It's a pleasure. Uh, my name is Candoso. Mm. I am um, here. Oh, nice to meet you, Candoso. Uh, would you like to ride the wing of, of, of this gnome as he attempts to find a lady on this ship? I would, I would love a strong brute such as yourself. Make me look uh, less intimidating <laughs> to some of these women folk. Well, if you, of course, if you catch my, my drift. Arm. Oh, oh, oh. It, literal wings. That's that's probably going to work. <laughs> ah, there is a a uh, let's see, a half elf woman in front of them here, uh, a half lane, and uh, a fairly <laughs> devilish looking uh, lady here. 
who he walks up to this this gaggle of female pirates and says, "Ladies, may I introduce you to Candoso? He is my friend and bodyguard." Uh, <laughs> and I strike a big pose with my big muscles. Whoa! Look at him go. Uh, That's go. the least intimidating thing I can think of. <laughs> go ahead, Jabir, and uh, make me a diplomacy check. Uh, not really to to make friends with these ladies, but to to impress your. I mean, he looks and he has like a cane with him too. He looks like the pimpest of gnome pimps. All right. Uh, any chance wow. I can guidance this one as well? I can I think doing that if you want me to. Well, no, I mean that that's like casting a spell. So if that's something you want to do and like broadcast to multiple people around you, you can before you just had one person. But uh, top deck here, there's several. So that is up to you. Um, yeah, it's just verbal components. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to like, so like, I think like maybe I can sort of, I mean, it, it'll be clear I'm doing something a little magical, but mm. uh, maybe I can, maybe I can play it off like it's a, like it's a, like Ambroso or something like that. Like, <laughs> like just sort of something I say, oh, we'll see. If you want to do that, that would be a, um, a deception roll to, okay. to try. And I believe it's not really a lie, but you're, you're trying to keep it under. That's not a verbal component. That's just his catchphrase. He just says that. <laughs> Feel free to roll that as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. I'll try. I'll try that. Uh, Twelve on the deception. So, so I'm, I'm doing. Um, there is a passive uh, perception that most of the pirates have around here. Um, I can tell you, it is close to ten. So you've you've uh, beaten it. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but uh, that is that's just enough here. Uh, even I believe with the the drained, if that's uh, <laughs> being drunk is yeah. is giving you some negatives. But that is, and it's also so that'd be fifteen on diplomacy with the plus four from being drunk. Deception. Sorry, that'd be sorry, that'd be sorry. Mm-hmm. No, on the diplomacy, that'd be a twenty altogether. Sure, sure. I think uh, this guy is unfriendly uh contrabar shortstone but maybe a little bonus there for showmanship that'll just be enough I'm gonna knock him down to indifferent for for the party <laughs> contrabar and you've made a drinking buddy at uh, at twilight none of these ladies are the slightest bit a bit interested in anything he has to say uh they might make some remarks about uh uh his short stature and short wits and we'll we'll move off um as you guys are are finishing up your drinks moving along we'll 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 get to some other actions here in the future but uh indeed uh, as you head down to stairs maybe to to claim one of these hammocks in the the lower decks you already see some pirates have passed out there are some in the corner listening to Cassius telling tales and as you're walking down there Honto uh in this mid deck you uh you know, hear this this creature, um, uh, this this Hartshorn uh, character, Owlbear Hartshorn, behind the the boxes, and uh, can kind of sense him like craning his neck above one, and you know, getting a peek at at some people um, talking and, and having fun. But uh, he goes back to just silently sitting chained up in this dark corner of the ship. And we see him gnawing on those those entrails, maybe some bones to pick his teeth. But uh, besides him is a long forgotten sack of of meal, and uh, inside that sack is a a small pack of creatures that have 
recently been birthed. Kind of weird pink mass of, of wriggling offspring that is eaten at this rotten food stuff. Uh, the mother of this brood trying to sneak past this owlbear heartshorn, uh, past this huge figure. But he is too fast as he is rat catching and, and caught another what looks like archaic beastly rat with huge front incisors and, and quickly with one swift motion in a single hand snaps its neck before he starts pulling the, the fur off of this creature and enjoying another evening snack. Would that be a knack snack? <laughs> that is a snack that we will talk about another time because it's a tale for another adventure. Who this figure is, what he's eaten, where you guys will land in the pirate hierarchy. Uh, and that is the end of episode two. Congratulations. You guys have made it through your first day of being a real pirate. Pirate crew. Good job, guys. You're making some big moves. You know, we made friends with with pirate minion number two. Uh, uh, <laughs> pimp gnome. Good good work. Bon Bonnet? You've, you guys met so many. I mean, that's the thing about this, bon this pirate ship. There's so many Fairly people. nice, man. Uh, <laughs> you, have, you, you met and did not make at all friends with Cocky Taroon. Um, <laughs> she hates my guts. I will say I've, I've given Sandara Quinn, the Besmarin uh, priestess, um, the this little goblet symbol, this like uh, trophy. Uh, she is indeed helpful uh, as Ooh. she has... Uh, provided you guys with some of the the things that were were taken from you, and of course, guys, Jack Scrimshaw, he's he's a Blast. a friend to have and a friend to keep, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Ambrose Fishguts Croup. We've met Cutthroat Grok, uh, met a ton of people, and we will get back to the pirate action next week when we return. Uh, thank you all so much for playing with me. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. I I will never apologize for the voices that I do on this podcast. They were <laughs> all nor should you five thousand percent. I hope you enjoyed them, listeners. There's more to come. Uh, we'll we'll get back to it next time. Uh, see you later. Good night. Good night. Bye.
Dead Men Roll No Crits is sponsored by the Cosmic Crit Patreon. Each episode is published to the public on a seven to eight month delay. To catch up on the show and get access to new episodes on initial release, make a monthly pledge on the Cosmic Crit Patreon page.